Welcome to Moss Marketing Mondays, a.k.a. the M3 Podcast, brought to you by Moss Marketing Group, bringing you everything marketing every Monday. Stay tuned for marketing tips and tricks you can use today. The M3 Podcast, marketing knowledge to help you succeed. Let's get started. good i'm good i was late to the party i had to hit the button welcome back to the m3 podcast this week we got logan we got ricky what we up? got dalton all from the mmg crew and this week we have like two topics we're gonna hit we're gonna have 50 percent of this it's pretty serious on uh we actually have a coaching group called square one coaching that we do every wednesday at 10 and we're going to go over a little bit about what our call was today. It was actually a call that we all really enjoyed. So um, that's going over the man in the mirror and that being the person that you answer to. And then the second half, we're going to go over uh, failed marketing campaigns and why they kind of botched and people understanding their audiences and what that message is supposed to look like going to those people. Nationwide uh, campaigns, not our campaigns. Yes. Yeah. Just to clarify. Yep. But uh, square one coaching call this morning over the man in the mirror. Who wants to start on it? I thought it was great. So basically the man in the mirror is the person that you need to be held the most accountable to is yourself. That's going to be the person in the mirror. And at the end of the day, that's really the only person that matters to be accountable for. Yeah, I think it's huge because in the social media driven, the ego driven world that we live in, everyone cares so much about what everyone else thinks about them. Um, you know, once what other people have, you know, just idolizes things, put puts things on a pedestal. You really all that matters is how you feel the person that you are to your own self. You, sh- you know, shouldn't take it too much into account what everyone else thinks about you. You answer to one person and that's yourself. Yeah. And. Today, having that call, Ricky Dalton and I were actually out um, hog hunting this last weekend, and I was sitting in a blind for like four and a half hours. It was, it was wild. It was wild. A day. And I had no service. So everyone else had service. They were texting each other. I'm sitting out there, no service. Out of minutes. Yeah, out of minutes. Just me, myself, and I, and the thoughts in my head. And it was something that actually was pretty cool because it's been a very long time being that just closed off to everything that in today's world, we're so overstimulated a hundred percent of the time that we have access to these phones a hundred percent of the time. We have TVs everywhere. You get in cars now, just, I mean, there's something that stimulates you all the time. Even if it's just music while you're driving, it's still stimulants. And I sat out there for, four and a half hours and really just thought a lot. And really what came to me was the man in the mirror and growing up playing football. One of the coach Jones, our coach, he always talked about the man in the mirror and at that point in high school. I mean, it didn't ring home at all. I'm like, this dude doesn't know what he's talking about. I was like, and now it's as I get older and as I progress more, it's something I look at more and more and more. And not from a, I think so many people, and this was like how we opened up the call, is so many people look at it from a financial state. 
that they want to judge everything on their whole life from a financial state. And I feel like that's, that's like 5% of what you're looking at. There's so many things that uh, money can buy you a house, but it can't buy you a home. A mo- money cannot buy you a, a great relationship. Money cannot buy you great friendships. Money cannot buy the important things in life. It yeah. can't buy you time. So it's like, and so many people focus that much on what that conversation looks like with themselves that you have to have that conversation with yourself in the mirror and be able to take that accountability side. Yeah. I think it starts a lot with being honest with yourself. I think so many people go throughout life lying to themselves and, and feeding their own ego to make themselves feel better and be comfortable with the life that they live. I think when I think about it, like what should that conversation look like? At least for me, it has to first off be 100% honest with myself, with where I'm at. It's not a conversation I have to have with anyone else, but at least with myself, I have to be hundred percent honest. And I think that leads to setting clear goals and clear expectations and a clear like pathway for you to get to the, that person or the feeling or the lifestyle that you want to live. And I think, if you can't be honest with yourself, you can't be honest with anyone else. I feel so many people struggle with being honest with themselves to take that time and really step back and have that conversation. And we have the, the talk all the time about how fast things are moving. Life is moving faster than it ever has. Weeks start and they're over. Weeks start and they're over. Weeks start and they're over. It's crazy how fast all of a sudden you look at a a month has gone, six months has gone, a year has gone. Like it doesn't feel like this all, started almost three years ago. Like it doesn't feel like that, but then it's in the beginning, I wasn't taking that time to step back and look at those things. And it was just, I was so into just driving all the time. And now I've gotten to a spot where it's like, I need to step back and look at, yeah, look at how far you've come, be grateful for those things, but then also look at what you need to do to keep driving forward. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? And that can go from a relationship with a significant other. That can be you're single and you need to become the person that picture that perfect person that you want to be with. Who are they looking for? How do you become that best version of yourself? Because if you're looking at yourself in the mirror, would you want to be with you? Most of the time, if somebody answers that question, honestly, like, no, I do this, I do this, I do, I do this, I do this. I need to fix this. I need to fix this. I need to fix this. Once you start fixing those things and you become the person you're supposed to, those right people come into your life. Same thing goes for business. When you're doing the right thing in business, when you're making those plays and you're you're driving forward and you're being honest with yourself, you're being accountable, I feel like the right people just fall into place. Like, I, I don't know how it happens, but it's – it's just one of those things that I think a lot of time you hit on that honesty and people really struggle with that. And people love excuses. They love excuses. Yeah. We love to like look outwardly for like the answer to everything. So for like whatever it is for like the, either the excuses that we're making for why we're where we're at, or we would love to look outwardly for like, why don't I have that? If it's a significant other, that person in my life where it's if you take the opposite approach to it and you look inward and you fix your problems first, just like you said, that's when it gets solved the right way. And I, I think it also goes into perspective of how people look at their story, the cards they were dealt. And I, I'm somebody that 
everyone is dealt a different hand in life. Some are good, some are bad. And there's a ton of, I, I can't say how everyone's grown up or lived or whatever. And everyone wants to assume they know how I grew up, which very few people that really tru- truly know me actually know how I really grew up. But it's something that that story does not define me for who I am. And it's everyone wants, everyone has a story. And that story either defines you in a positive or a negative way to where you could grow up and have parents that had the worst relationship you've ever seen. And guess what? You know what not to do. Which is huge. Yeah. yeah. Or you grow up and you had, the, you had parents that had the best relationship you've ever seen. Guess what? You know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's all perception of how you look at those things. You could have a parent that, that did everything right and that, that, or did these things right and you know what to do to match that. And you see things that they did wrong and you know what to do to counteract them and do it differently. But it's like you may have siblings that you had problems with. Like there are so many different factors that go into everything. But it's does that story define you for who you are now and how you move forward? And I feel like a lot of people look at themselves in the mirror and they let that story define them. I think a lot of people just spend too much time thinking about it at all. Like what, however you grew up, whatever situation you were through. It is what it is. You can't change it. The only thing that you can control is what you do today. So if you don't take the action you need to get to where you want to go, you're not going to get there. It doesn't matter how bad your story is. Nobody's going to come in and save you. And I think and I think people love that as an excuse to fail and not have to try. Yeah. They're fearful. Like fear lives. The only place fear lives is in your head. That's the only place in the world that fear actually lives. Is in one's head. Yeah. Towards somebody has that fear in their head of taking that step, of doing something, of being confident in themselves. And guess what? When you're sitting there and you have that thought, hey, you know what? I got an excuse. I wasn't dealt the right hand. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go put in the hours and learn and, and get up early and stay up late and do all this that somebody else isn't willing to do. Conditions just, aren't right. Yeah. It, it's... That's my deal is like, I look at, I've made a lot of excuses in my life, a lot of them for every different aspect of whatever it is, looking at myself in the mirror. And those are the most real conversations you should ever have is looking at that person because the only person that's going to give those answers is yourself. And I think everyone's always looking for some, they're looking outward for someone else to give them that answer. No one else knows all of those thoughts going through your head. No one else knows what your life is supposed to look like, but you. And you just shouldn't be looking to other people for that type of stuff. I mean, obviously it's good to have like role models and mentors and like people that you can lean on and bounce ideas off of and like guardrails, but for like the grand picture of your life, like that's up to you to decide you have one life to live. That's the great thing about it though. You can do whatever you want to do. You can. And that's where I think there's certain people that they do need help get to the next step. They do need help opening their head a little bit to say, hey, what's it like having that conversation with myself? I've never done it. I think there's a lot of people that go through life that never have a conversation with themselves. That's kind of wild for me to think about. Like, I have a hard time uh, understanding what that would be like. Yeah. I think people, too, they'll have those conversations with themselves, but they'll be like, well, but you know, I'm going to wait till this happens to do that, or I'm going to wait till that happens. 
Like it's always like a, I'm going to put it like, I know I need to do this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to wait until X happens. I, yeah. I think, I think, and I think people can just get caught up in that cycle and eventually it's just, it's never the right time. Right. It, it's just, a, it's like a vicious cycle of, of doing the same shit over and over and over. I know your dad, your dad used to like to say this a lot at the dealership, but, uh, what's his quote? It's, uh, doing the same thing and expecting different results is insanity. Yep. Doing so I, the think, same. I think that example truly describes that quote pretty well. Like, I mean, if you're having your, that conversation with yourself, the time should be now. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's the, the funny thing is like, you bring that up. I fell off the wagon on doing my cold showers. You know, I've been telling myself I was going to push it off a week. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to start. I'm, I'm going to start back up next Monday. Yeah. I'm going to start back up next Monday. That may be one of the hardest things I have in a day for my head mm-hmm. is standing at that shower door, <laughs> telling myself I'm going to get into a fucking freezing ass cold shower where I can just move the notch a little bit over. Mm-hmm. Like that there is like it. it I don't care what it does for you physically. I don't do it for that reason. It is strictly a challenge against myself saying that I'm strong enough to jump in the shower and control my head over my body because my body doesn't want to do it. And I think weird things like that in life where you can challenge yourself on different points Mm -hmm. that you can overcome something and say, hey, everything about me told me I didn't want to do it, but I did it. So, so I have these, these thoughts too. Sometimes I I do like that example that you gave because it's like a instantaneous thing that you can do. Like for myself, those kind of things are generally like physical things, but they also like, it's not something I can do. I don't have the time to do that every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was an example that uh, Lauren had talked to us about. I'm not going to name any names, but you know, doing a half K injured that dude, obviously he (laughs) pushes, uh, extremely past that but that just kind of reminded me of that example too like just because he was feeling down or you know kind of feeling that was down. a half marathon a half yeah marathon. did you see that yeah Bill, i was Dylan. blown away by yeah. that today i feel like that's a, that's the, the same concept I, he's like i'm I don't feeling know a little either. fucking down like a little poor like feeling Woe sorry for me. myself yeah so i'm gonna go out and do some just some crazy shit <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I, I feel that is just somebody that is a you versus you thing you going yeah. out to a track at midnight, or he probably went out there. What I'm doing the math. He finished at what Sometime three a.m. Late, late night, uh, four early early evening probably. Yeah, so he goes out late evening to do this at night, and it's like that is not going out for anybody to watch you. That's yeah. not going out to prove anything to anybody. That is going out you versus you. How far can I push myself? Yeah, if it, we can go ahead and give him a shout out. I feel like what what's his last name? Dylan Smith. Dylan so, Smith. dude is absolutely yoked, super strong. And I don't he, even know him, but I I got yeah, mad I respect I just, for the dude. Dude, dude I just heard the uh, story today when we were driving back from yeah. Topeka. Yeah, Lauren told us. So, tell, so for he, those people who don't know, him, go yeah. Ahead so uh, Dylan Smith works at Supplement Superstores. As far as I know, he's been there a while. Benches over five hundred pounds. I think for, I just heard the story from Lauren, but I guess he was squatting something like 680 pounds, broke his leg. Uh, so he's on crutches and then he did a, that was on Monday, uh, Monday evening as post said. Yeah. And then I guess he was feeling down about himself, whatever. Uh, so he did a half marathon on the crutches around yeah. a track, took him like seven and seven, a half hours seven or something. Hours. Like so I remember started I, at 7 PM. Yeah. I saw like the watch. I saw the watch like on the post and I saw the time. 
and I saw like how long it took. I'm like, that was fucking slow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like reading it. I'm like, okay, what's the hype about this? I was like, and then I click on it. I start reading. It, I'm like, this dude did it on fucking crutches. I'm like, what? <laughs> but it's just yeah. like things like that, that you go, you go to war against yourself. And when you can win those wars against yourself, everything else you take on the world becomes easy. Yeah. Like it really does. And that's where I, Dalton, you said something on time. I used to be that person that, I mean, always had the excuse of like time. And I'll tell you what, 4.30 in the morning is not fun. But it's, there's time out there. There's time out there that is, you look at, there's another person that I follow online that he gets up at 3.30 each morning. And the dude has the fucking world by the balls right now on what he's doing. But it's like, he's demanding what he wants every day. Yeah. And it's like, you come to a spot where I was nowhere near. If you, when I was at the dealership, if you would have told me to get up at four three, I would have told you to pound sand, jump off a bridge. You lost your fucking mind. I hadn't had those conversations with myself about what I wanted. I didn't have that clear vision of where I was going. And that's clearing up like more and more as I go. And I'm going to say, it's not like I have perfect consistency or anything like that. I fall off. I get back on, I fall off. And it's like, it's a work in progress. And anybody that says like, Hey, yeah, overnight, it just fucking all changed. I got, I got it all figured out. It doesn't happen that way. You start off by taking like certain things, but those conversations with yourself become more real as it goes. Yeah. Cause you know, you can do it. So like this morning I'm standing in front of the shower trying to get in this cold shower. I'm like, why is this so hard right now? I was like, I did this for like months, like not even thinking about it. And then today I'm just like, why have I talked myself out of this every single day? Like, what is the reason? And it's like every morning I stand there, I'm like, I'm going to do a cold shower tomorrow morning. I'm, I'm thinking that in bed. And I get up, I go to the gym, I come back. I'm like, you know what sounds great? A warm shower. <laughs> sounds a lot better than this cold fucking shower. Yeah. And as stupid as it is, when I, when I conquer that today, I was driving to work feeling like I'd, uh, I'd taken on the world this morning over that like one little piece. Yeah. It's weird. Set the tone for your it, whole day. It, it, yeah. And it can be like, just for, you know, people listening, it can be anything. Yeah. Anything that, that just motivates you. Does It can be a cold shower. It can be a five mile run every morning. It can be, you know, a two and a half hour workout, whatever, whatever floats your boat. I, I just, I just think it's like the drive and determination and letting yourself know that, that it can be done. When we were in Tulsa for the golf tournament, I talked to an individual for a while there. I've actually started following a lot of his stuff and listening to a lot of his stuff. His name's Sean. He has cerebral palsy and he's in a wheelchair. And his whole message is find another way. I'm sitting there thinking about me complaining at the end of a half marathon, laying on the ground about how bad my legs hurt. And he never has even had an opportunity to do that in his lifetime. Yeah. So it's like things that we complain about, like, I, I have started looking at it in a completely different aspect. Like I am very thankful. I get the opportunity to work out in the morning. Yeah. I'm lucky. Like I am beyond grateful for that opportunity to be able to do that, that I have two legs to walk on. Like, and you start looking at things like that, that it's, we're all very fortunate. We're very fortunate that we have our health one to go work out. There's nothing that pisses me off more than people that have excuse. They're crazy overweight. They have every problem in the book, m- medical-wise, and they're throwing medicine at it, which is just making them worse. 
And then it's like the everything in the world is someone else's fault. Mm-hmm. I you can read those people like a fucking book. And they wonder why they struggle with employment. They wonder why they struggle with everything in life and their whole life is in shambles. And it's because it's everyone else's fault. When you look at everything as being someone else's fault, life's long and it's fucking hard. Yeah. When you start looking at yourself as like, hey, you are the problem and you are the solution. No matter what it is. Yeah, you can think of like life's on a sliding scale from like chaos to ultimate control. And the longer you continue to blame other people and don't have that honest conversation with yourself, the closer and closer you're getting to chaos and people don't realize this. And that's why they look up and their life is a wreck. When you put your head down and you do take accountability for what you're doing, you look up and your life's so much better and you're like, holy shit, that was quick. Or look at how far I've come. It's one of those things that I talked about it on our call today that when I left the dealership, it was like the first time I'd ever had that conversation with myself that I was in a terrible place. Like the old, every from the, everybody from the outside in thought I had it made. They saw the money. They saw the finances. They saw what most people classify as success. It was the most unhappy spot of my life I'd been at. My relationships with my family, with Madison, with I had no friends. Like it, it was just. Everything had went the wrong way. I was 25 years old. I'm like, 25 is not supposed to look like this. I was like, nowhere did I ever envision my life of like being here. And it was like, cause I chased all the wrong things. And then I'm sitting in this blind this weekend. And it was like the first time I've looked up to like where we're actually at right now. And I was like, everything that I wished for at that point, has came to fruition and is like right where I'm supposed to be. And it's like, this is what I dreamed of having when I was in high school, when I was a kid, when I was in college, when I'd started that job, like this is the point that I had targeted. But it's also, I've kept my head down. I've done those things. I've moved in the right direction. I've pushed myself forward and it wasn't, and it wasn't anyone else's fault. It's I was going to make the future that I wanted. And there's still a lot more to it, but I'm enjoying the ride while I go. And it is important to lift your head up sometimes and say, hey, yeah. look at where we're at. Yeah. And I do think sometimes people get too sucked into the actual drive that it's important, but sometimes you end up missing out on all the great things that happen along the way. Yeah. That Definitely. you can't, I don't think you can go redo that and get all that. You can't get that time back. Yeah. So something that uh, Alex Ramosi says that I really like, obviously we all listen to a lot of their stuff, so you probably heard it, but what he does is he looks at what it would be like if he was 85 years old and he somehow got transported right back to this specific moment. He talks about, oh, I remember when Layla was this young. I remember when we were only doing this, but being able to turn on that gratitude is huge because at some point we're not going to be podcasting in the garage anymore. We're going to have a big studio. We're going to have all kinds of crazy shit. And we're going to be thinking back like, man, remember when we podcasted in the garage? I think about when we worked in the basement. The basement or when like, you guys were upstairs? Like the bi- Upstairs wasn't that fun. It was hot. <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it didn't sound really that great, yeah. but the basement was awesome. And just being able to have that realization that at some point you're going to be old, you're not going to move as well, all that stuff. But you're still going to look back at this and be, oh, those were the good days, the good old days. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And just like you can look back now about when you were a kid and you didn't have any responsibility and you were running around having fun, whatever. You're like, oh, I remember what that was like. Well, you're going to do the same thing at this moment. And people tend to forget that for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of times people look at life being hard. And we talk about business. We talk about relationships. We talk about social life. We talk about all these different things. And guess what? Life is fucking hard. There's no question about that. Yeah. It's how you prepare yourself day over day to take that stuff on, mm-hmm. to take on life. If you are reading books on finances and you are reading on investing and you're reading on success and you're reading on all those things to do it and you understand taking action, you're probably going to find those things. If you read books on fitness, if you work on dieting, there's a reason that Ricky's in better shape than me. Ricky understands a lot more about eating, understands how to count macros, understands how to do all these things that I don't understand. It's not an excuse. It's just something I never committed a lot of time to. I'm working on that right now. But it's like you look at those things that when you focus time on them, you become good at it. It's funny when Ricky diets, it doesn't even look like he he's like, yeah, I've been dieting. I'm like, you you can't even tell. Because he's like, yeah, I'm just counting my macros here. He's like doing what he's supposed to be doing, but he's just knowledgeable on it. But it's it's 10 times easier for him to do it than it is me. It's hard for me because I don't, I, I was never good at it. I haven't practiced it. He's practiced it so yeah. much that it makes it easy. Same thing with business. You find if Alex Ramosi came and sat right here next to me to open up a company, the dude's going to fucking blow my doors off. Like he's done it and he's done it from the very bottom all the way to the top. He understands what all the processes need to be like. He understands scalability differently. He understands that high level, like, he should. So it's like, but then one day, one day I'm going to be at that spot and I'm going to look at it. It's like, okay, I, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it's like, you sit there and you position yourself to be at that. But it's also, there's like, when he's talks about looking back, it's, you acquire all that knowledge. You acquire all those things that make life easy. And I think the important thing to remember is that at one point the dude wasn't a stud, Like he started from maybe not the same spot, but he at least started from much further back than he is now. I in his book, like I have a screenshot on my phone that will be something that will be posted that will be in the beginning of a book when I write it one day. Like it's something I look back at all the time still now about how much of a different position I am in now than I was a year and a half ago. The year and a half ago, I'm standing looking at myself in the mirror if I really want to do this. I never wavered to anyone. The only person that that conversation was had with was myself. It's like, am I doing the right thing for Madison? Am I doing the right thing for Dre? Am I doing the right thing for the people that are around me? That's a conversation I had to have. And it's like, but you look at, he has that, that same screenshot in the beginning of his book. We had no fucking money. He told Layla, he's like, you can leave me if you want. He goes, I would leave me if I were you. He goes, I've messed up everything. And he goes, I'm, I'm nowhere right now. And then look at what he's built. But it's like, I guarantee you he's good at having those conversations with him. Like, I guarantee you meet, when you meet high level people, they're great about accountability. They don't make excuses. It's not someone else's fault. And it's like, you look at those traits that they have and it's a very, I don't know. It's very like, it carries weight to it. You could see it. Like 
somebody just carries a different aura around them when they have that. They have a different confidence level. Yeah. They, they just run differently. Yeah, it's like that unwavering confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no question about it, and everyone knows it. But it, it also comes when you're overcoming those. Like I sit there and think I have the same problems today that I had three years ago. The problem three years ago that I take on today, I like doesn't even bother me. Like it's something I don't even fucking think twice about. That three years ago is like damn near raining down on my whole entire world <laughs> when I had to. But it's like it. Your problems get larger, but those problems that used to be big to you now become your small problems. Yeah, you get stronger. Yeah, and it's just like you become more conditioned. But it's also two years ago, I'd take on a problem, and it was like I was worried about what I was going to do in it, how I was going to handle it. Now it's at a spot that I have a different level of confidence now that it's like, and I also have became better at leaning on the people around me into their strengths and what they're good at. That it's like, I take on anything and I don't even think twice about it. It's not like I even have a a thought cross my head that it's not going to work. It's like, I'm, I got the right people by my side. I'm running. It's like, and I think that does change as like things progress. And as like, you trust people more and it's like more of the right people get around you. It makes things easier. And it's, especially when people have this, a similar mindset, which I think is the hardest thing in the world to find that people that have a similar vision that have, they can understand the vision that they talk about all the time that like, uh, Andy Frisella, he he talks about. It. He's like, when you have this vision, he goes, people will think you're crazy. He goes, your friend group's going to get really, really, really small. He goes, people aren't going to want to talk to you. He goes, yeah. you're you're the weird one now. But it's like, or you find a group of people that have the same vision. Then I feel like you become ten times. But also, I mean, like, force. you don't want to vibe with everybody. Mm-mm. If you vibe with everybody and everybody thinks your goals are whatever and they match theirs then you're probably going to end up like everybody else in the world, which is pretty mediocre. Like that's the definition of it. You're going to run in smaller circles because there's less people that think like you, less people that have the hunger and drive, less people that are going to do the work. Stay in the rat race. Yeah. I think we definitely like, or at least I do kind of forget that everyone doesn't think like that. And I think high thinking individuals sometimes do. Um, Like some people are perfectly happy with, just like a normal nine to five. Life. And I'm not saying and, there's and a that, problem that, with that. No, not at all. That's, and you know, they might have it more figured out than we do, you know, less stress, <laughs> like what, whatever. Um, there are days I have thought about that, that I've had that conversation yeah. that I'm like, <laughs> plenty of those people are very happy. Yeah, the, exactly. That's, that's exactly what I'm getting at. There's nothing wrong with that. At the end of the day, I mean, like it's whatever, like I said, you design your life. It's what you're happy with. And, and for most people, it's like, what type of person am I? Like, yeah. what relationship do I have with my family? It's not about all the stuff, all the accolades, like you said in the beginning, like money can't buy all that stuff or can't buy happiness. It can buy all the stuff, but the happiness doesn't come with it. So I will say where a lot of times people chase money for material items, what I will say money can buy you and money can't buy you in the same time as time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Totally. In the same sentence. So it's like it, it works both ways. You can put in a, a large amount of time and be very calculated in what you do. And it's almost 
I feel done, done right. It's not like gambling, but it's almost like gambling where you're going to go and you're going to try to build something big that you can control your time. Yeah. And there are people that have astronomical amounts of money that control their time a lot better than we do. And it's, there's people that have no money that life can be really hard with no money and life can be really hard with a lot of money. Yeah. I'd rather it be hard with a lot of money. Sam. Like you, you're dealing with different problems. You're not dealing with trying to eat. You're not trying to deal with having water. You're not dealing with fucking trying to pay your rent. Like you're dealing with different problems. So it's, and, and some people disagree with that and it, it's fine. Like not everyone's going to agree on everything, but it's, yeah. I don't think a nine to five is a terrible way to live. Like if you can live very well within your means and that's always what you want to do. And that's, you're happy that way. That's all that really matters. Mm-hmm. If, it, if you're doing something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. yeah. And there's some people that do it and they don't even enjoy doing it, but it gives them a, a decent, it makes it to where they can take care of their family in a way that maybe their parents weren't able to take care of them. Yeah. yeah. That there's a lot of different ways that people think about things. And somebody may grow up in a terrible household that they did struggle having food. They did struggle with all these other having water, having the necessities and they can get a nine to five. That's really steady. That gives them a great uh, steady income. That's reliable that they can support a family. That may be what happiness is to them. And that's a hundred percent. Okay. But it's like, if you can look at yourself in the mirror and be okay with exactly who you are, I feel like that's the only thing that really matters. Are you the version of yourself that you were supposed to be? I don't know. I think very few people out there can really look at themselves and say, hey, I'm the perfect version I was supposed to be. I've done everything I could to this point to become the best version. And it's like, I know I, I haven't. No I one can, can say that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's, that's, a, that's a tough thing to be able to tell yourself. Yeah. Like, I'm the perfect version of myself. Anybody that's like, telling themselves that is lying. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Or, I mean, they could believe it, but I mean, there's confidence, but then there's, I think those, there's also insanity. Yeah. yeah those self conversations are, I mean, uh, I, I know at least for me, I pick myself apart a hundred ways. Yeah. I think it's like, I think most high thinking individuals tend to focus on more of the stuff that they need to work on or do wrong or yeah, than I, the, I feel positive. like most, uh, you know, High functioning individuals are usually their worst critics. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, like, for sure. I mean, even though they have huge critics, usually, yeah, they're still worse than yeah. their critics. Oh, yeah. That's what people can say and criticize or whatever. It's not a fucking match to the person that you talk to in the mirror. Yeah. That person's 10 times worse. Yeah. And it's like when somebody's saying something about the way you look or whatever, it's like, yeah, guess what? I've already told myself that. <laughs> yeah. Jump in line. Like, yeah. but it's not as in like a negative way. It's as in a way it's like, I know it's something I need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's but when you see those things and you're okay with accepting them and saying, hey, these are things that need to be worked on, makes it a lot easier to take those steps to go do it. And I think when people really start understanding that, really start understanding talking to them themselves in a critical way the man in the mirror will save a lot of people and it's i don't know i just recently got started getting better at it i've done it like a few times in my life 
But like Ricky was talking today, like writing stuff down mm-hmm. that you can go like three months and not even think about it. Like I can go six months to a year and not even think about that. Like I've done that. Well, I think you also just need to give yourself the opportunity and the time to reflect like that. Like so many people are, they get up, they roll out of bed, they go, they go to work. Any single minute where they have downtime, they're scrolling through their phone and it's not necessarily their fault. I mean, like companies pay a lot of money to make that stuff addicting and they're really good at it. And it's so socially acceptable to just be scrolling through social media all the time that people do that until they go to sleep and they just never have that quiet time where there is no noise that they even have the chance to think about that. Yeah. I was just going to say the outdoors have been my therapy for. Oh, totally. Like Like, when Dane was sitting in that blind for four and a half hours, like, yeah. So everyone starts texting and they would come through to Ricky's phone. So the first night Ricky and I are in a blind together (laughs) and they would text and would come through to Ricky's phone. The text would come to my phone 15 minutes later. (laughs) So it was like, I'm, I'm getting the text. I'm just 15 minutes behind. Yeah. So like a gunshot goes off and then somebody's like, who is that? And there's 12, what, 13 of us out there. So they're like, who's that? And then Ricky would get it. And then like 15 minutes after the gunshot, I'm like, oh, I know who it is now. <laughs> I'm like, great. Yeah. That, but yeah, that, that definitely got me a little bit. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, usually it's, I'm like, this is my, just sitting here listening to everything. And it's amazing what you hear too, when there's nothing going on. And it's just yeah. you sitting there. It's amazing the things you actually hear. Yeah. And it's actually but, pretty cool. The time we went out, we went out like four thirty five. When we go out, you actually watch like the whole world wake up in front of us. Like yeah. nothing's out. There's not a. It's dead silent. As the sun starts coming down, you start hearing the birds. You start the rabbits start coming out. Like everything starts happening. And, and then just, once it's pitch black, the pigs finally come out. <laughs> <laughs> then it's go time. <laughs> No, but it, it, I think people need to do more things like that. I, I think that I was sitting there in that blind thinking about cowboys back in the day. <laughs> I really was. I'm like, think about how cool it was where they would just get off their horse at a tree and sleep there under the stars. In those circumstances, yes, cool, but they did that <laughs> shit all the time. So it was probably the ops that like they liked a little. Yeah. I mean, we just we just want to do it like once. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Just just when we want to. Yeah, not all the time. <laughs> and when it's nice out, not super hot, not raining, you yeah. know, all that stuff. I don't I'm not a big fan of all the bugs, but we had pretty good weather. Yeah. It was good. I don't do snakes either. So Yeah, I don't do snakes either. <laughs> but the way people can do that like on a daily basis, if they're not gonna go out and hunt for four or five hours, is just set a certain time, whether it's in the morning, evening, your lunch break whatever you could use your notes app but like don't scroll through social media but just take some time to reflect on what your how your day is going where's your life at and where do you want to go because if you don't have those conversations you're just thinking the same thoughts day over day over day over day i will say when i try to do it every day i struggle like getting in kind of a loop of writing like the same shit oh sure yeah so it's a skill though it's a yeah. skill like anything else you know yeah, so it's right? like and that's where when you are doing a job that has something similar or things like that, it's, and I feel like when I do it daily, those conversations aren't as serious. Sure. They're not as like in depth when I don't even know like a time frame when, when they should, uh, I don't think anybody has a, a book on how this should be done exactly. But when I have them like further apart, they become a very, very serious yeah. Like, cause I'm reflecting over, over 
like right now I'm reflecting over the last like probably month, month and a half that like, uh, actually it's about a month. Cause I was training up for that half marathon. After I ran that half marathon, I dropped off the chart, <laughs> but it's like, and the funny thing is like, I dropped off the chart working out. I pick up dieting instead. I end up I'm in better shape now because I've done some half-assed dieting. Dieting's a way bigger deal than anything you do in the gym. <laughs> I together. promise you. I know. Now I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm texting Ricky the other night. He's like, he goes, dude, you're doing all this on like 50%. He's like, think about it, if you actually turn it up. I'm like, uh, I know that's what I'm thinking right now. Yeah. And then it's like, I've done parts and I've done parts. And I haven't put it all together. And then it like irritates me when I look at myself of like, why the fuck am I not doing this? Like, what is my excuse? Like, and there's not one like, and that's the thing is like, and then when you don't have the excuse and you're looking at yourself, that becomes a hard space of what you're looking at. It's like hard for you to reason. Like, so what is, why, why am I actually not doing this? Yeah. Like you can't yeah. answer that for yourself. Like you can't tell yourself why. No. Yeah. It's like, you can't come up with an answer for that. One of the other reasons I like getting up really early is because it's before mass is up. That's my time. When I go to the gym in the morning, nobody's texting me and messing with me. It's my time. Like my phone goes off all fucking day long. Like I literally just clicked on my phone since I've been here and I have uh, 29 notifications and it's like, that's all day, every day. 4.30 in the morning, people aren't messing with me. There's very few people up out in the world at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. To where it's like, when you're going out and doing that, it's, I feel like I'm taking a step above at that time. When you're knocking out those things, like you feel like you've taken a win at that, that point. And it also makes it, my head is so clear at that that time. I don't know what it is. Like my head is more clear in the morning. That's when I build my square one calls. That's when like everything happens is at like five to six. Yeah. My head turns on. It's crystal clear. It's like rolling, but it's also Madison's not up when I come home and I'm getting ready. And when I'm getting ready, it's like, that's when I have those conversations. Like today I had a pretty serious one. When I was like, I'm going to do this on a square one call. And I'm like, then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I haven't really had one myself for a while. Yeah. And once I started thinking about that, the one this morning was not a, a fun one. So here's the way I look at that though. Like you can take, and I don't think there's a right answer, but you can take a longer time in between those conversations or journaling or whatever you want to do for that. But then you're going to have to make a bigger adjustment, but they're more spread out. Mm -hmm. If you do it daily, unless you get caught in that loop that you're talking about where you're just rambling the same shit and you're not being intentional and mindful with it, you can make smaller adjustments so you don't get so far off. Right. Smaller like check-ins, not yeah. earth shattering conversations. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mine are pretty earth, sh earth shattering. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think when you come to the realization that you need to do something like this or that you haven't been doing it, they're probably going to be. Um, but I don't, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about before we even um, talked about that this morning was like the state that you were being like very intentional about like what you do first thing in the morning and right before you go to bed. I think that's really important. The state that you're in when you wake up, there's a science behind it. You're in like, I can't remember, maybe, you know, like in the alpha, like your brain waves are different, right? Your brain. I can't remember the science. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but there is a science to it that like that is your most like natural state. You haven't put any caffeine in your body. You haven't put any substances in your body for the past whatever hours your brain's had the time to clean itself up. So that's also the most impressionable part of your day. Yeah. So which time 
So when, like when you first wake up, that's when you're the most impressionable. So that's really, it literally sets the tone for your day. Yeah. So I think it was, uh, Brian Tracy or Bob Proctor talks about mm-hmm. a lot that you need to start your, if you start your day with like one of those, some people probably think cheesy motivational YouTube videos that will change your life. Cause that's how you're starting your day. And that controls your thoughts for the rest of that day. Like you, you could still have shitty so, days. Do you know what's weird is when I trained up for that half marathon and I went off of it and I've actually got back onto it is I stopped listening to music at the gym in the morning. I went to YouTube and I've like, listened like I listened like full motivational speeches in the morning. So I've gone through like really different phases with that. I've been on the speech phase yeah. before and then I've been in like hard rock. I've been in yeah. rap. Bro, I, think, yeah. I think YouTube's person too. Yeah, yeah, I think YouTube's algorithm has gotten pretty solid. <laughs> oh, it's good. Because <laughs> it, it good. plays like legit shit the whole time. It used to, I tried to do it like I don't know, probably three years ago. And it was like you would get a decent one, then the next one pop on. I'm like <laughs> How the fuck right. do they think this is on the same wavelength of what I was just listening yeah. to? Now it's like, I listened to that, like this morning, I listened to it the whole entire time I was at the gym. I came home, I listened to it when I got ready. It, it does set a tone for your day. Yeah. And it's like, as much as somebody wants to think it's cheesy or whatever, do that for a week and tell me you don't have the best week that you've had in a long fucking time. Yeah. yeah. And I would say there are some out there that do kind of suck. Dark, definitely. Yeah. It's like, tell yourself you're pretty, you're the best, whatever, whatever, (laughs) affirmation type stuff, which there's probably some truth to that, but there's enough out there that you're probably going to find some type of speaker that you jive with. Uh, There's 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 a ton of of, uh, like mixes of them too. That's like 30 30 minutes long. That's pretty much what I've been like. It's like the mixes that like hit one and then I'll hit another. And it is. I don't know why I never did that as a YouTube channel, just mixing other people's stuff because they probably make bang. They probably do. Yeah. They just cut up all kinds of videos. Every other one has like millions of views. It's a pretty good idea. It is a great idea. Might be onto something. We all want to say that we're motivated and we can do everything all the time, but that that's a very, very difficult thing to do. Consistency is a very difficult thing to do. And I feel that there's probably less than 0.01% of human beings that ever figure out consistency well. Over a long period of time. Over a long period of time. Of doing the right things. Everybody's consistent. Yeah. It's just usually the wrong things. I think you said that on either (laughs) a podcast or a square one call. It was a podcast about social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, so you look at people that are consistent, the wrong thing. Uh I think there's a, I've, I've just made that stat up. So I'm not saying that was a stat that came from somewhere, but I think there's probably less than 0.01% of people that have figured out how to be consistent well across their life. Totally. In aspects of how they operate in their relationships, how they operate financially, how they operate fitness wise, how they operate in their social life. Like those are all hard things to manage by themselves. Yeah. Let alone saying like, and most of the time, I will say most people, and I mean, I'm the first one that's super guilty of this, is like, I want to focus on this one and this one, and then I blank out the other ones. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're back at the board, you're back in the mirror, you're like, fuck, I've really messed <laughs> these ones up. And then you're like, I'm going to focus on this and this. Then you go back to botching the other two. Yeah. And it, it, it's a it's a hard cycle to live in to figure out, I, I hate the word balance, but it's... uh a hard thing to balance all of those and figure them out correctly Yeah, yeah. on what it looks like. Takes being intentional for sure. 
Right. And having those reflections with yourself to understand where you're at. Because if you never have that conversation like you're talking about, then you just don't know. Yeah. And slowing down. Like we talked about it, like life feels so busy, but it's really not because you're just filling the time with that pointless stuff like social media. Like totally. just, it's not even slow down, I guess. It's just like, I guess being more intentional, but yeah, that's any human being that I cross paths with that says, and once again, I've, I've been guilty of this of <laughs> saying that they don't have time to go to the gym. I want to see your screen time for last week. Yeah. Guess what, motherfucker? You got time to go to the gym. Yeah. So, so I used to be a, I did some online personal training a little bit. I used to work at a gym. Like fitness has been a huge, huge chunk of my life. And I've kind of came to the point where if somebody says that, I'm just like, yeah, cool, whatever. Like yeah. if, if you're at the point where you're saying you don't have time, whatever you do isn't going to work. So it just doesn't matter. Because yeah. until you have. That's the end of all excuses. You're just like, okay. Yeah. I'm it's like, like, I'm not going to eventually you're going to get to a point in your life where you have this crushing moment that whether you're playing with your kids and uh, I think somebody shared a video. I can't remember who it was. Uh, honestly, might have been Dylan Smith. It was this heavy set lady and she had a kid that was like in a shopping cart and it's on. It must have been in Hill. She was putting away groceries or something. And the shopping cart starts to roll away and there's oh, traffic. Yeah. And she falls, she or he, I can't remember. She falls and can't get up because she's so out of shape. And somebody has to like run out there and save the kid from getting hit by a car. Like in, if you want to wait until you have that type of moment to open your eyes up and decide, oh, I'm the problem. I'm just not making a priority. Look at all of these other people that do way more than you do and are in way better shape. Yep. You have time. You're just not being intentional. Yeah. And that's, I think people prioritize sleep over so many things and it's like they prioritize sleep in the wrong way and how many of us lay in bed and watch netflix yeah. watch hulu do all these things that are pointless and it's and no one's going to sit there and say like well i've never done that and guess what there's some days that like my head is so done that i don't want to read a fucking book when i get to bed yeah i'm gonna watch tv i'm not saying it's a bad thing everyone has an outlet of whatever it is but it's like now, when I watch TV, though, I'll watch an episode, episode and a half maybe of something. So I'll watch it for maybe an hour mm -hmm. and then I go to sleep. It's not like two o'clock in the morning. I come into the office and I'm like, <laughs> like, what the fuck's wrong with him? Bro, I was up till 2.30 last night watching Netflix. You got to watch this new <laughs> yeah, series. Too, like, that's just, I feel like that's maturity too. There's some people that never mature in life. Yeah. that That is something if you are prioritizing a TV show that has nothing to do with your life. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. part of that is because one, they're not hungry, but I think one of the reasons they're not hungry is because they don't dream about what they want their life to be like in the first place. Almost nobody does that. No. And I've, I just realized a couple of weeks ago or what it, whenever it was that I used to do that a ton, like vision boards, everything. And then I was working on it, working on it. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, why does my life look pretty similar right now to when it does like a few months ago or whatever? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm at where I, where I wanted to be. I haven't decided where we're going from here. Yeah, that's a hard thing that happens too. Like, I feel like I've caught myself in that spot. That that vision that I've always had, and I think it was just recently that I've kind of opened my mind to that. Like I've seen it. Is everything I've always dreamed about is right where I'm at. Like, so now it's time to continue to dream, which is what yeah. almost nobody does. Exactly. It's you get in that comfort spot and 
I put in the time when no one else was. When everyone got out of college and people were hanging out and doing fun shit, I was working all the fucking time. I had no life for three years. Did I want to do that? No. If I went back and did it all again, I'd do it the exact same way because it positioned me right to where I'm at today. It taught me a very valuable skill in the world. And it's, it's Gazoon type. Yeah. Dre's over sneezing <laughs> in the peanut gallery. Um, it helped me learn leadership and management. And it taught me how to sell, which has been a crucial piece of the evolution of MMG by itself. Yeah. Is the sales factor that that is something that there's, that's why a lot of times when people talk about like, well, so-and-so is going to go try to open up this. If they don't have a sales factor involved with it, they will fail. Alex from is great at what he does because 90% of what he is teaching on all the time is sales. <laughs> the dude is an animal. The reason all those guys that are crazy successful, they all have a very, very similar key trait that they have. They can all sell. And they have mastered that trait, which is something that is used in everything that you do to where it's like, that is something that the car business opened my eyes to on the importance of that. Learning that, bringing it into a different marketplace, evolving in this marketplace, and now being at a position where I'm like, everything that like that vision that was in my head is exactly where I'm at. Like that vision was to have friends again, to have people that I could hang out with that I like really enjoyed being around. I have that. That vision was to have that perfect person by my side that I truly enjoy being around all the time. I have that. The The vision was to have this company that the culture was different, that people enjoyed being there. And it's like, I have that. It's just the, the house, the cars, like whatever it is, like it was just like everything kind of, and I don't think I opened my eyes to it just till the last few weeks. Yeah. I was like, but it's now like recreating that vision of where it is that it's going. That's why fitness has became on my radar again. That's one thing that I'm nowhere close to. <laughs> I imagined that would be like, but it's something that uh, I feel like I'm making leaps and bounds on where I'm supposed to be going. You did just run a half marathon. Yeah. I'm That's more, kind of I'm deal. more happy with where my body fat's going, <laughs> but it's something that I'm working on. Like I'm bringing that back into light of something that needs to be worked on side by side with everything else. And but with those, you have to have those conversations of like, where is it? Where, what does the future look like? What things do you change? How do you bring everyone to that level? How do you bring, once you bring everyone to that level, like then it's time for the next one. And then you got to keep looking at that next level. Cause we all believe that progression's happiness. Like Tony Robbins says, I mean, I think that should apply to everyone. Like even if you're in a shitty scenario, as long as that scenario is getting better and you have hope, more often than not, you're going to be happy. If you just get to level three, but then you never try to get to level four or even realize level four is there, eventually you're going to get stale and plateau and you're not going to be as happy. Think about if you're playing a video game that has a hundred levels and you make it to level three, you say, Hey, you know, what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep playing this level. The rest of the time me having this game, I'm just going to play level three. And the other thing is, I think we probably need to do a re-intro and 
yeah, not just say we're going to talk about the marketing yeah, fails because I agree with that. That's not going to happen. We can just tell people, hey, we're not talking about the marketing fails. That's true. Intro, you got to this point. <laughs> ah, surprise. You're not getting clickbait. It's just this. <laughs> yeah. uh, at some point, we'll talk about that. But uh, if you look at your life as like an RPG video game, like you're gaining skills in that first beginner area and everything's hard. Like you were talking about with the problems, like it was hard putting your gas in, uh, in your truck when you're in college was hard. You rode a scooter and that, that hurts then. But as you're going through all that, you're building skills, you're getting better and you're going on to other levels. If you just stay in that first little lever level and you never build the skills to get to the next level, you're not going to get as much experience because then that next level is going to be even harder, but then you're going to excel faster and you keep growing like that. And if you're not going to that next level, then you won't have those pain points to make you grow that even if it's tough, it's worth going through. Yeah. And that's what we talk about all the time is living in that uncomfortable state. And I feel like I kind of fell in the, the rut of the comfort, even as much as I preach about not falling in the rut of comfort, I kind of have recently. It was something that I was so uncomfortable for so long getting to where we're at right now. That's the first time it's kind of felt comfortable. Then I'm like, my head's above water, like, take a breath. But now it's like I'm looking at it, it's like, we've been having the conversation today about hiring a bunch of people. Like, we have the processes in place. We've went through those things. We've got those skills now. We know what we need to do. So it's like, now how do we ramp it up 10 times more? I'm going right back to that uncomfortable state. But that uncomfortable state is what breeds the next level, is what empires aren't built on easy they're not and it's like they're built on somebody being uncomfortable all the time and when you can be uncomfortable all the time and live to live in the uncomfortable state progression becomes something that's a habit and i think a lot of times people find little progression in different spots of life but when you build progression as a habit and then you become where you're consistently progressive life's life's full speed and then like you said those wins they get bigger and they become faster where now we are talking about hiring like three to five people like it's not a big deal i remember when i'm like looking at hiring one person i'm like can we do it or when you're gonna hire lauren and i at the same time yeah that was like probably one of the most uncomfortable moves i made in moss marketing group you're like that's a would have been 25 percent 20% increase yeah. in like employees. Like that's a big jump. And it was something that I believed in you guys enough that I didn't, I didn't even like any person that was looking at my finances as a <laughs> business person, like you're an idiot. <laughs> like, But, but then that was like, that was towards the beginning. You're in those beginning levels. And now if you hired five people, it'd be like, I mean, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But it's like financially, I was nowhere prepped or ready yeah. But it's like <laughs> money was coming in and most people do it in a lot longer stages where they say, hey, okay, we've hit this profit level, run it for 12 months, get some, get this cushion built up over here. Then we hire people. Yeah, And it was like the second I was getting like close to getting my head above water, I crossed paths with Ricky and Lauren. Yeah. And then it was like, but that's a conversation I had with Madison. I was like, once again, I believe in people way more than any amount of money. And it's like, 
people are put in your life at a certain time for a reason. And I feel like a lot of times people don't, that's why I'm the first one, like anybody watching this, if anyone ever feels that they have, that they can bring value to the table at our company, I will sit and have a conversation with them. No matter who it is. I've had conversations with a lot of people that I thought were going to go one way. And then by the end of a conversation, they're starting. But it's, there's a reason that paths cross. There's a reason things happen. And it was like, when I met you and Lauren and that whole thing happened, it was like, it was just, it, it was going to happen. Like, that's what was going to go down. Same thing with like, I, I knew Dalton was starting for a long time. I knew Logan was starting for a long time. Towards like, I was playing pieces way ahead. <laughs> and like, in the beginning, I'm like, I'm a fucking business wizard. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't know what people are talking about. This shit's easy. It's so easy. I'm like, I, I'm like lining people up like way far out. And I'm having talks with Dalton like months before like he starts. I'm having drinks in here with Logan. We're talking about months before he starts. And and then it was all of a sudden I was like at the drawing board. I'm like, fuck. I did I don't know what to do now. <laughs> and then it was like, you guys come through, and then it's like, and after that, everything is just like falling in place the way it was supposed to. And it's I just I work very hard on when those things do happen that keep my eyes open because they're there for a reason. And it's, I don't know. I just have a gut feeling about people. I'm not always right. I'm actually wrong a good amount of times <laughs> too, but it's like, I have a gut feeling about people. And it's like, I'll bet on people. Totally. And I think business owners are so quick to spend money on so many other things that they need a car and they'll spend money on a car that, if the right person crossed and I had to get rid of a vehicle or something like that to make ends meet, to get, hire somebody, I would like that is people are what build companies like, and that is just how it works. And when people don't prioritize that, I think that's why you see companies fail. Yeah. So I think part of the reason that you've been able to, like we always talk about how everybody's ended up at Moss marketing group and how pretty crazy it's been. Cause it's, Almost nobody's been in a traditional manner. I don't think anybody has. I think the reason you always run into those scenarios is because you have a vision for what you want Moss Marketing Group to be. And that's why you've seen those opportunities when they come up. Because you could have been in all of those same scenarios. But if you were content sitting upstairs with Dre taking photos of cars and that's all you were going to do, none of us would be here and like you, we still ran into people, but you wouldn't have had those conversations. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have been looking for it. Yeah. And that's like, it is something because the vision is so big. And I know that the people have to be there. I just don't know when the people come. And you don't need to know. And it's like, yeah. it's one of those things that I'm fine with being uncomfortable in that spot. And like, I was having a conversation with somebody about sales and they're like, well, if we influxed all this stuff, like, would you build a handle? I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. They're like, how? I go, it'll happen. We'll figure it out. And they're like, what do you mean? I go, well, right now I know everyone I had it like that is there. If worse came to worse, we would work seven days a week. If it was, if that was what was required to make it happen. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, but if we had to hire people and we had to train them and everything, I go, everyone would be committed to what we're doing. If it takes moving it forward. And it's like, 
I feel like there's very few business owners out there that could say that about a team that they have. Completely agree. And I think from like a mindset uh, standpoint, like when you're going at it of an abundance mindset, you're always going to be open to those opportunities. Um, I feel like if a, like certain business owners or certain people were in those same situations and they were stressed out or they were kind of trying to keep their head above water, they're going to be so closed off that they're going to miss good opportunities because they're not looking for them. Yeah. And even in like the tightest of spots, I still was like, I just know it's going to be fine. Exactly. I don't know why. I just know it's going to be. Which makes for a wild ride sometimes because I'm the same way, but it yeah. it works. But it's like all of a sudden, like at the worst times, every single time people just like show up and people are like at in that spot. And I'm like, that's for this is what's supposed to be. <laughs> but it's like and it's I don't even know how to explain it. And the world works in a very magical way. I think it's just if you have a belief that you can do something and the people around you can do something. You just figure out a way to do it. You know? mm-hmm. Like it may not even be that it just happens. It's no, it's because you, it's going to happen one way because you're going to put your mind to it and figure it out. Yeah. Like I think, I think that's what it has been so far. Yeah. And it's like, just buckle up, fucking saddle up, fucking rip the reins and go. Gosh, I can't wait. I cannot, <laughs> that, that is I the cannot real. wait to cut that reel. I might do this podcast myself just so we don't miss that. That's how we're starting. <laughs> I want to cut that piece and put it in the very We're going to start making Dalton do a, like four or five second motivational reel. That's going to be his Instagram. No, I, I, seriously, I think I, in my personal opinion, I think that is, that's what it, it has been. Yeah, it's not, it's not just luck. It, just, it doesn't just happen by magic. I don't believe in coincidences personally. No. no. Like not at all. No, I, I think it every, I mean, I don't. so, so I'm a kind of a vibrations law of attraction guy. So I don't believe in coincidences. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's stuff happens when it's supposed to happen, regardless of what you believe. That's kind of how it works. I agree. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. And I, I think, I think business owners get so tied up in what they do every single day that, I could be having a bad day and cross the exact person I'm looking for and botch exactly what was supposed to be yeah. the next person that totally. was supposed to be there. And it's like, so that's every single day. Like I have that mentality that I'm going to cross like the next person that's joining us that I'm going to cross the next account that we're taking on. That's like anywhere I, we go. It's just something that is like, conversation i don't know why but it's just like i get up in the morning and i feel like i'm going to meet somebody that i was supposed to yeah it's that same mindset that like kobe had and talked about before basketball games like i'm not gonna slack i'm not gonna take one night off i'm not just gonna take my allotted game off because i'm a veteran what if that's that one kid's opportunity to come see me play i'm gonna make sure that it's the best damn performance they've ever seen and that transfers over into our lives and what if we meet a person and it's the only impression they're ever going to get of us, then that's what they're going to know us by. That's what they're going to think about us. Yeah. Yes. I think of that as like, when I say that I don't like, I've gotten comfortable, but it's like the vision, the big vision of what Moss marketing group is something that is so clear in my head that if I was a better drawler, I could put it <laughs> on paper and it would be Mm-mm. the coolest thing you've ever seen. But it's like 
the roadmap to get there is very clear to me. It's never been like a blurry path. It's something I know it's not an easy path, but it's not a blurry path. Like I know where we're going. I know what the vision's supposed to look like. I know what this is supposed to be, but it's like what makes that vision work is the culture around it. Yeah. To where it's like, I think about this huge infrastructure, this empire of a marketing company that was built that gives people the coolest place ever to work. And it's a whole different culture level. At that point, we can have anybody that we want. We have more to offer than anybody else. And it's like, that's the vision I have, but it's also like at that spot, I still want that person that's never done marketing that needs somebody to bet on them to be, we're the ones that are going to bet on them. Like that's what I, I want to space, even at the, the largest scale that we go, that we still bet on the people that have never done it. That somebody doesn't believe in them. Somebody went out and did something because when I started a marketing company, everyone told me I couldn't do it. Everyone told me that 98% of marketing companies fail in the first two years, blah, blah, blah. Gave me all the stats of why it wouldn't work. The one person that told me it was a great idea and that I would kill it was Madison. She goes, anything you put your head to and you want to do it, she goes, I have 100% faith in you. But it's like, how many people are out there that say, hey, I want to get into marketing? They look at you, you don't know anything about fucking marketing. Yeah. Why are you getting into marketing? Like, I guarantee you, every person at this table had that same conversation with somebody when you're getting into the marketing space, when you're getting into doing something so new and different. But it's like, I knew every one of you guys would bet on yourselves. So guess what? I'll sit there right at the table side by side with you and I'll bet on you. Yeah. What's well, the exact same thing that we talked about earlier with people being honest with themselves? They don't want to support you or they don't want to see you succeed in something like that because it just shows them that they're not doing it and they're not chasing after their crazy goals or their crazy ideas. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's something that that vision is to give others opportunities that people dream of and to put others in a position that they never imagined that they could be in. Yeah. That you don't have to go to college in today's world to be great at something. You don't have to be the smartest person in school to go out and be great at something. If you have a work ethic and you want to find something that you like doing and you put everything you have into be, being really good at that, you can go out and be great at stuff. Like our new videographer, White, he was talking about all the guys that go to film school and do all this stuff. The dude's got 10 times the skills of any videographer I've met. And it's like, he's like, all these guys are going to school, like paying for all this stuff. He's like, you can YouTube it. So it's like, there's probably, there's places out there that are going to want some sort of recommendation from a college or something to get that person to start. There's marketing agencies out there that want a marketing degree for you to come work for them. So it's like, there's companies that want a business degree for you to come work for them. Mm -hmm. That's a joke. Like, and it's something that I want somebody can, that wants to come right out of high school and wants to go into marketing and content creation to have somewhere they can go hang their hat and build a career out of it with people they enjoy being around in a yeah. culture that is fun. So it's like, that's my vision of something so much bigger. And I feel like 
the people that have created Moss Marketing Group to where it's at now have that same thing. And it's, you guys have all taken on way larger roles and progressed so much on what you guys do that it's, I joke with people all the time that I don't have a job. Like, I could disappear for a week and MMG runs perfectly fine. I just, not true. Podcast host. Oh, yeah. That's what we can put on your business card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> podcast host. No, but it's one of those things that that's a, a really cool feeling to have that great of a, a group around you that like one of my biggest fears when I started this was like, what if something happens to me? Like that was like literally my biggest fear. I was like, if something happens to me, I get, I get in a car wreck, I go to the hospital, something like that. And just overnight, I'm not there. What happens to everyone that's involved in this? Like I was the key factor that like operated everything for a long time. And now it's, I look at it as like, that doesn't fear. That's not a, something that I fear anymore. Like I fear stupid. That's the stupid kind of shit that I fear is <laughs> it, it has nothing to do with me ever. It's just like what happens to the people around me that like have put their faith in me. Now it's like, I look at it as like, I, something happens to me tomorrow and I'm gone. You guys run and operate MMG hundred percent. It keeps driving forward. I don't have, to, I'm not the driving force anymore. So I feel like that's pretty cool when you can step back and look at something like that. An important side note that I want to hit real quick is that we spend a lot of time telling business owners that they need to stop working in their business, just being a cog in the machine, and they need to take the time to work on their business. And that's the only way they're going to scale. Totally applies to your life as well. Because a lot of people that listen aren't business owners, right? If you're just living your life and you don't take the time to step away, and that's hard because you're the only one that can live your life, obviously. But if you don't take that time to step away and decide what direction is my life headed right now? What do I want out of my life? What are all these different components, health, fitness, finances, uh, family, all that stuff? If you don't take this time to look at where you're at and where you want to be and find that discrepancy and figure out what you need to change, then you're just going to keep going on like almost everybody else does day to day, ending up in the exact same position. Just like if you're a business owner and you're stuck in your business it's never going to scale past what you're doing most likely right now. Maybe it gets like 10% better if you come up with some new way to make things efficient. If you don't start looking from the outside in, you're not going to build that empire like you're talking about. And it's, it, no, go for it. it's hard to do it in your life though, because totally. we're such emotional pe like humans, I guess. Yeah, it's um, annoying. You have to take the emotion out of it, yes. which is one of the hardest things to do. Doing that in personal life and doing it in business I will say doing that in business is the, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. That like, I want to be a content creator, like so bad, <laughs> like so bad. And I feel like, <laughs> like it is, yeah, it's something I'm really, I've really, really, really struggled with letting that go. Like it is something I want to do. I feel like I have the vision in my head of what it's supposed to look like. I'm just not the one to execute it. And the more and more I got in film, the more and more I've understand or started to understand that I don't hold the MMG standard. Like <laughs> I've, we've hired all these people. They're so much better than me. And I like look at a video. I'm like, what, why is that out of focus? What, what is wrong with this? And they're like, you filmed that. I'm like, Oh, that, that makes I'm like, sense. I was kind of wondering the same yeah. thing. <laughs> and it's like, or 
I, I go out and I do it at such a high volume level thinking that like, hey, if I take 20 <laughs> times the photos everyone else takes, I'm going to get some good shit. And you, you totally do. Dying in the rough mentality. Huh? But find one somewhere. <laughs> so that, that works. But then I think about the amount of time that it takes that editors are working on that, that it's just not efficient. And it's like, it's been something hard for me to accept. So when we, that, uh, after the guys were doing the dealer inventory stuff, uh, they had stopped doing that most of it by the time that Lauren and I started, but we did still do like some high end car inventory stuff. Like, uh, if it was like a black widow truck or like it's cool stuff, yeah. but not at volume. It's like one or two vehicles we're going to take photos of. <laughs> and we would both take photos and you would take like a thousand and I would take like a hundred and your, your best photo was probably better than my best photo. It was just the sifting through. <laughs> it was just the sifting through the thousand that I was like, I'm probably just gonna put my card in there so I can move on to the next thing. Or yeah. you need to start another Instagram called Dane's Diamonds in the Rough. <laughs> Dre, Dre, Dre and I definitely, awesome. definitely had those philosophies too. Dre was the one one photo snap, one photo snap, one photo snap. I was like three. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And when we get back and edit stuff, he'd be like, what the fuck? I'm like, I just didn't want to miss it. When we were at, when we were at platinum today, we do. So we did like 11 cars that we shot a video and we did photos. I, except for the interior through the window, looking at the steering wheel shot. I don't think I repeat a single shot. I take it one time. The only reason I do that through the window is because my camera like sometimes focuses on the dash instead of the so I do steering wheel. I do about every shot like at least six times. <laughs> so uh, can, I be, can I be truthful about something? Absolutely. If I was on the camera, we'd still be there. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Same. we yeah. got to go. There's yeah. it's there's, dark. It's dark. <laughs> there's can't a really tornado. Get it's like really dark. <laughs> no, but it's it, it's one of those things that you look at efficiency of like actually like when Parker started. Parker like starts off taking photos. I'm like, bro, you took eight. This <laughs> is like, are you sure you got it? And then I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, you sure you good? You sure you're positive. And then I have my camera. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Just in case. It's like insurance. Yeah. We got an extra uh, 400 over here. In case, in case you need a, one of Dane's diamonds in the rough. <laughs> Dane's diamonds in the rough. And then he was like, you should start that page. <laughs> Logan just has a whole. Be, be Dane to it. <laughs> yeah. And so it was just like one of those things that it's a completely different way, but it's, that's what took us so long when we started that I used to film one car and I have 45 minutes of film. <laughs> and I would say to Jaime in Texas when he was helping me edit in Texas and he turned out great videos, but it was like, there's good film in there. You just had to go find it. <laughs> and I pretty much, when I went out to start filming, I clicked record and I left it on record until I was done. Yeah. And yeah, we, we all did. He was like, bro, why do you film so much? We're trying to get like less than a 30 second video. I'm like, bro, there's a lot of good shit in there. <laughs> and now I look back at him like, I can't believe we put that shit out. But it's you start looking at things that if you're growing a business and you're growing it correctly, there's going to be things that you don't hold your own standard to. Yeah. Yeah. And you're also going to look back and laugh at. Yeah. They're like, I watched Dalton, Lauren and Logan work on social and zip through there. And the other day I was, we were doing something on ads or something. They pulled up. I'm like, when the fuck did they change? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Uh, 
I don't know how to get through here, but can, can I haven't, haven't seen this in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the idea is that I want to do, yeah. but it's like they, they're in that. They live in it every day. They're good at it. They're the professionals. And it's like, I would just end up wasting time if I was, I can work on the idea side of it. He looks like Toro. I think there. Dre just cut us off. <laughs> do what? I th- oh, I, we got to get a picture of this. He's, he's like sleeping on the couch with his head on a pillow. Yeah, can you put? Oh, you hit the pillow. Oh, come on, dude. We have plenty of pictures of Dre sleeping on the yeah, couch. Yeah, Dre, Tulsa. you can either get that picture or Ricky can plug, or Ricky can plug the one of you in uh, Tulsa. Like Tulsa. Blackmail. That's illegal. Like when you- it is blackmail, hundred percent. We support blackmail. Or the mummy right picture. The mummy photo. Yeah. Tag the mummy photo. Right. Oh, totally. Right now, I'm just working on my reel, though. Uh, <laughs> We're, we're finishing up the reel. We'll uh, tidy up the podcast here. Um, this was a square one call that I, I really enjoyed this morning going over. I feel like we kind of got all over on it. But uh, the man in the mirror, you it's you versus you every day. And anybody that ever comes into the MMG office and you sit up near my desk or you come, I don't think you'll sit at my desk, but if you're sitting on the other side of my desk, there's a whiteboard underneath my computer and I, it says you versus you. And the only person I compete against every day is myself and be the best version of yourself that you can be every single day, 365 days a year and do it when people aren't looking. And if you do that, I promise you your life will change drastically for the better in every aspect. And if you liked what we talked about and enjoyed this podcast, then reach out to one of us, send us a message. We'd be happy to talk about square one. We talk about stuff like this every week on Wednesday and you get to share your, you know, successes, struggles, whatever you want to talk about. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a good, it's a good group. It is. Any final thoughts, Ricky? Dalton? No, no. Yeah. Uh, be intentional with your time yeah. and uh, take a look at your life from the outside in if you can. Cool. That is it. Thank you for joining us Joining us here on the M3 podcast. We're going to key Dre. Wait, wait, wait. I got one more thing, Dre. Hold on. Thanks for listening to the M3 podcast. The M3 podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Want to learn more? Check us out on Instagram at Moss Marketing Group on Facebook at Moss Marketing 58 or on our website at mossmarketinggroup.com.